On August 10th every year in the church, we celebrate the Feast of St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence was a deacon in the early church in Rome. Most of us may have heard of St. Lawrence or gone to a parish by the name of St. Lawrence, but we don't really know that much about him, generally speaking. St. Lawrence has two kind of famous stories about him. The first is that when his pope, Pope Sixtus II, who was also a saint, when, the, when he, Pope Sixtus, and four of the other deacons were arrested and being put to death, St. Lawrence was aggrieved to not go with them. And St. Sixtus said to him, In a few days you will be with me, my son, just be patient. And sure enough, a few days later, St. Lawrence was put to death. And the, the tradition is, is that he was grilled to death. And while being burned alive, being grilled, a slow, gruesome, painful death, he shouted to the executioner, I'm done on this side, flip me over. And that is how he became the patron saint of chefs. So if you're ever wondering how one becomes the patron saint of something, sometimes it's something innocuous and silly. But the other story of St. Lawrence's life, the one I want to share more about tonight, is the story of his arrest. St. Lawrence, as I just mentioned, was not arrested with the other deacons and with Pope Sixtus II. He was left behind. A few days after St. Sixtus and his companions were martyred, the magistrates came for St. Lawrence. And they said, tomorrow, bring to the court the riches of the church. The next day, St. Lawrence came at the time he was told to be there with the poor, with the needy, the destitute and said, Behold the riches of the church. Yes, there are things that the church has that are prominent, that are expensive, that are beautiful, but ultimately the greatest value that we have in the church are human beings. And it's the hearts of human beings that God desires. God doesn't come to us and say, Bring me your riches. He says, Bring me your poor, your lowly, your meek. Those are the people whom I desire. But if we were put to the test, if we were told tomorrow at noon, bring to the church your riches, what would you bring? I'll make it easier for you. The things that are what you value most in your life are the things upon which and upon whom you spend the most time, the most mental energy, and the most money. If you're anything like me, when you think about that, It's a bit shameful. If I were to present my riches to the church, it would be my books. It would be the things that I eat. I love food. It'd be those things in this world. It'd probably be my phone or something along those lines. Because those are the things upon which I struggle, but I still do spend all of my energy and time. What are the things in your life that are earthly, about which you are overly preoccupied? Friends, those things will not lead you to salvation. In fact, Jesus is very clear today. If we put our value in those, if we are not trying to turn from those things or to use those things for something that is good and eternal, in fact, it can take us away from God. Jesus is calling us today, and these beautiful readings are calling us today to conversion because the things of this world are not necessarily all vanity, as Kohelis says in that first reading. Because there are beautiful things in this world. You're beautiful and wonderful. You have value. You're not vanity. But sometimes you and I, we can make the things of this world more important than the eternal things. 
St. John Chrysostom, in commenting upon this gospel, he says, we are challenged here to ask ourselves, who is in charge? My body or my soul? What has the greatest value in my life? And we can know this because we are rational beings. Which one is it? Which one do I choose to serve? And God is calling us, put the soul and the eternal things and your heavenly life and the life of grace first. Because we are faced, friends, with the reality that is this. In our life, there are three responses to the gospel, especially when Jesus speaks to us. Aversion, perversion, or conversion. Aversion, apathy, indifference, who cares, doesn't matter, we're all fine, not going to worry about it. Perversion, St. Paul gives us a list of what happens when we take the teachings of Christ or when we take the things of the world and turn from God. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Or... New life in Christ. St. Paul says, If you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We are offered each and every day in prayer, each and every Sunday when we come to Holy Mass, every time we go to confession, a new life in Christ. The life of the Christian disciple, friends, is one of continuous conversion. St. Augustine, when he's talking about conversion, he talks about how in our life, in Latin, conversare means to turn with. It also has the kind of connotation of turning up. When we are converted, we are turning our life and our mind and our heart upward to the infinite that is God. And we are like our, our, our life is like a little garden. We have to constantly look in the areas, and we think that area is fine, and we turn to another area, and we turn around, and it's infested with weeds, and we have to go back, and we're called a conversion. And there's something beautiful and wonderful about this, because it's mysterious, because we are reminded that we are not in control, because God offers us blessings every moment and opportunities for such of our entire life. But when we are averse or perverse, we, perversion, St. Augustine would talk about the connotation, is it's a turning down, a turning down to the things of our life. Perversion is not so much that we do crazy, silly things, it's we turn inward, and we're only worried about what can I get out of this, or how does this serve me. But into this, God offers us a path for conversion. <coughs> And our readings beautifully display that today. The first thing comes from Colossians. Seek what is above. Put God first in your life. Pray every day. Get involved in some way, shape, or form with your faith. If you're not, take that next step. If you want to, come and talk with me after Mass. If God isn't the most important thing Monday through Saturday, Mass is a terrible drudgery. But friends, when God is the most important part of our everyday life, when everything we do is about our relationship with God and our growing in holiness and grace, all of a sudden our life becomes something beautiful, even the ugly and difficult bits. But we must start by trying to put God first. Is God first in your marriage and in your family life and in your home? How would you know that? Do you pray together? Do you talk about God? 
Do you call each other to greater holiness, encourage each other, and challenge each other in that pursuit? That is what putting God first looks like. Strive after those things which are above. The second thing with our reading, which our readings challenge us to do in terms of our own conversion is look at the things of the world as if they are smoke. Another translation that is for vanity that we hear in that first reading, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity, is smoke. Is something that is gossamer, something that has no value. It's there, you can sense it, but all of a sudden, it is gone. When we look at the things of this world as not having a deep, eternal value, all of a sudden, those things can become the means by which we serve. So God isn't saying, if you have those good things, woe to you. He's saying, if you have those things, how are you using them? How are you treating them as if they are passing, as if they are fleeting? As if they are something that is given to you to be given to others, but you can't really hold. Try to hold smoke. You can't really do it. But you can be in a room and know that it is smoky. The Lord is saying, take those things in the world and smoke it up, man. That's kind of a weird thing to say. I apologize for that. But... (laughs) That's what, the, that's what the world is calling us. That's what Jesus is calling us to in these things of the world. And the last thing is probably the most difficult, but Jesus has it very clearly in this parable. If you really want to convert your life, prepare to die. The secret is not really a secret at all. Nobody gets out alive, friends. We will all die. And we don't know that moment. Yesterday, I asked you to keep in your prayers the Kellams family I was very aggrieved to learn that Deacon Mark Kellams, who was a longtime deacon over at St. Charles, a good friend and a longtime judge here in Monroe County, died in a tragic car accident on Friday. We just simply don't know, friends, when the hour the Lord is going to call us. But if we're prepared for it, if we see every day as a gift and we give it back to God and we use the talents and the gifts and the charisms that we have to serve others, when that moment comes, though we know not when or how, we are prepared. To give to God everything in return. St. Lawrence went to the Roman magistrates with the things that were of true value. The poor, the needy, those whom Christ came to save. What will you bring? What can you bring? What must you bring and put in service of the community? So that when God asks for a reckoning, those things are not weights that hold you down, but beautiful gifts that serve and build up the kingdom of God here on earth.